0: I'm a bit different when it comes to a lot of things so that also applies to grief from loss grief from death past couple of years past few years really i've been surrounded by death friends family just people dropping like flies and watching other individuals handle the loss of a loved one it just puts everything in perspective I am just different. So when my mother died, I took naturally the day I got the phone call that she just, she let go and took that time to myself and probably the next day. But after that, I was ready to get myself together and say, okay, well, it's a new day and time is moving. So let me move with it. I help people through their grief, and I study them as they're going through their processes. And I can't, I'm not gonna say that I can't understand, it's just I have a completely different perspective than everyone else. So everything that I do is different from other people. So naturally, it's a little bit more difficult, I'll say, for me to, accept, I guess, for the lack of a better word, watching these people go through these things and not try to help them. Now, of course, everyone's grief process is their own, but watching people suffer, like truly suffer in their grief is where a person needs to step in, a support system, an individual in that person's support system a person that loves them. If you're witnessing this, step in and do a check-in because I'll put it like this for my situation. Prior to my mother's death, she knew it was gonna be soon. We never know when, but we do know when it's near. So she told me, she was like, look bitch, don't be around this motherfucker like yo ass died. Don't be sitting here crying all sobbing and all this shit, girl, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. This is not what we do. We, we understand what death is because of course, like I've mentioned previously, death has been a part of my life since I was young, very, very young. So I have a different relationship with it. And I understand that other people may not have that relationship. So that's why my perspective is the way that it is. But she said that to me, like, don't do that shit. So I had to think about that after she passed, like, she wouldn't want me to be like this. And I don't want to be like this. This isn't my natural state. I'm usually happy, trying to have a good time with life and poking fun at shit to laugh at it, so I'm not sad. So I don't fall into despondency and things of that nature, everything that everybody else is in. That's not me. So why would I do that now? So I didn't. Again, it probably goes back to all of the other shit that I've gone through that like a lot of hurt or things that happened just can't hurt me anymore. So even that, yes, naturally, it hurts. It still hurts, but I handle it differently. I'm able to move through it. Of course I have my moments. It's still fresh, but I'm not sitting here still. Like, can't function. And and again, like, I was the one that fucking died. No, I'm still here. If I gotta still be in this motherfucker, at least let me enjoy it, shit. So that's how I look at it. I can't see, it just bothers me. Well, the first and main part of this is because I don't like seeing people hurt. But the second part of that is people are unnecessarily suffering instead of honoring the person, still loving the person, and at the same time, still living. Like, there's some serious survivor's remorse in people now. Not like before. I don't don't know. Again, maybe because I have a different... Relationship with death. I grew up in older family, like aunts and uncles were in their fifties and sixties when I was still in my preteen, teenage years. So now they're all like literally going, like one by one. They're in their eighties and nineties. The youngest is in their seventies. I grew up in, in that with that generation around me, and they understood what death was. So it was instilled in me to not have the relationship that most people have with death. So I'm saying all of that to say that just like any other emotion that may be heavy, like grief, the loss of anything, whether it's a job, a loved one, a friendship, whatever, it's grief, it's loss. We miss that thing and we have We feel like anyway, that there's something missing. There's a void there and we need to fill it. We have to view it differently. Our perspectives are our roadmaps. Not only is it our vision, but it's also our roadmap. We can't get anywhere if our perspectives are leading us in the wrong direction. We can't get to where we need to be. If we're thinking that death is the end, If it's someone else that died, it's our end. That's the wrong perspective to have, obviously, because it wasn't you that died. We want to say a piece of us died. Yes and no. Love doesn't die if it's a person that you loved, and if you're grieving like that, obviously you had deep love for that person, so you feel like that died. No, love doesn't die. It doesn't. It transcends time. It doesn't go anywhere. The person may, the physical presence, may be what's missing but everything that we love is still there if it's a relative we can just look in the mirror if it's a blood relative we can look in the mirror the closer that they are to us the more we can see them The a parent of course you can look in the mirror and see that parent if it's an extended family member there are still familial traits that everyone carries you'll still be able to see that person smile or their ears their nose whatever you'll still be able to see that but all in all, the energy of that person is still there. The love of that person is still there. Just because you can't physically talk to them, it doesn't mean that you can't talk to them. You can talk to them spiritually. You just have to be connected with that. But in order to be connected with that, your perspective has to be there and you have to be open to that. And that's another thing that we have to cultivate in our lives, our spiritual, our own spiritual health we have the spiritual constitution and we're able to do those types of things and again we'll be able to do what live through grief because we'll be able to understand it better and have a different relationship with grief in terms of death and loss and even dying the prospect of losing someone, watching someone go through that because it was my situation. For three weeks, I had to virtually watch my mother die and her soul prepared to leave this earth. That was the hardest thing I'd ever had to do in my life. And I've gone through some hard ass shit. You hear me? Some hard fucking shit. To watch this woman die multiple times that's very hard for anyone to do but it didn't break me why because i understand and i know what death is it is a beginning not an ending it is a new life not a death i understand that completely and why would we be sad at a birth hmm? When we see a baby born, do we cry tears of sadness? No, we cry tears of joy. We should be doing that like our ancient ancestors did. They rejoiced in their celebrations, in their funerary rituals and rites and things like that. There was rejoicing. They were praying for safe passage to the next world, giving them the things like, here, you're gonna need this shit. This gold chain right here, you're gonna need that. You're gonna need these luscious feathers, all these silks, all these rubies, these diamonds right here, girl. You're gonna need all that. And I'm gonna see you when I get there. That's how that went. You didn't see any of the things that we have going on now. Not whatsoever. So if we just look at death a little bit differently and try to understand it for what it really is, not just the loss of our person, the end. This person died, oh my God, I died too. No. if we look at it for what it really is, then death will be a celebration of that life, of that soul, because they're going on to a better place. And don't listen to the naysayers. We don't know what's on the other side. Those are usually like atheists saying that shit. They don't believe in any fucking thing. No. take it from our ancestors, our ancient ancestors, not like 200 years ago two generations, three generations. No, I'm talking thousands of years ago. Take it from them. See and understand how it was that they treated death. They understood it and knew that they were leaving this heavy, materialized world and moving on to the spiritual, where everything was love. Everything is peace. It's not this tumult that's here in the world. The heaviness, the the sadness, all of the heavy things that we don't want is what this life is. So they will congratulate their fellow, whomever it was, family member or friend. Girl, you lucky as shit, go ahead on, all right, all right, I see you, you going up in Athens, all right, I see you up there, girl, I'll be in there a minute. Yeah, that's what that was. That's what we need to do now. People try. When they say, you know, we're going to have a homegoing service or a celebration of life. I mean, overall, a fucking funeral is just for you know, the people that are still here. The people that are already gone, they don't give a shit what you do, except living your life. They already know what's in your heart. They're beyond that. So they can see what's inside of you. They don't need all of the extra theatrics because it doesn't matter. That's all material here. That's all extra for here. It doesn't matter in the afterlife, in other dimensions, in the cosmos, in the stars, none of that shit matters. And that's why I didn't have any kind of service for my mother, she left it up to me. She said, you know, do what you want. I don't care, I ain't gonna be here, I don't give a fuck. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna put the extra effort in. Why the fuck would I? What's the point? Because all it is is a gathering of people that want to say, oh, I'm family. Where the fuck were you when she was sick, when she went through cancer, her treatments, and when, she, when I was there taking care of her? Only like three people really were. So to have a funeral, to have motherfuckers they hadn't seen in decades probably at that point. Like, I don't want to see you now. Get the fuck of here. It's just one of those times. I don't wanna see you, it's too late, she's gone. Why are you here? Just move on. And that's what we have to do, we have to move on. But moving on doesn't mean forgetting about the person, not honoring them in certain ways or whatever, and loving them with our actions and what they taught us, whatever their purpose was in our lives, whatever they taught us, honoring them in that and staying true to whatever that is, if they were a parent and they taught us to be good. Because let me go back for a hot quick second. Parents are supposed to be leaders and to guide their children and teach them to be leaders. And our ancestors before us and grandparents and back, they're supposed to be guides as well. We're not supposed to be doing it backwards where we're supposed to be the ones making sure that the decedents before us are okay and good. We're not supposed to be doing that. We're not supposed to be living our lives for them and whatever it is that they said, hey, I want you to do this. You know, when they were alive, I want you to be this person. If it's anything other than I want you to be a good person to every person that you meet, love everyone and all of those good things, anything outside of that we're not supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be living our lives, but within those tenets of goodness and love and health and so forth. So as long as we're honoring them in that way, like, you know, my mother wouldn't want me to be a murderer, so I'm gonna honor her in that way and not kill the next motherfucker that pisses me off. That's how I honor her. Cause believe you me, she had a really fucked up attitude, but she didn't act on it. So that's how I'm going to honor her and help other people. There are lots of things that we need to do in the grief process. It's not just about the deceased or the person that we lost. It's about our healing from that. And as I was saying or alluding to, anxiety and depression and things that we talk about all the time, these mental health issues that come along, these moon imbalances, Just like those things, they're there to help us grow and to help us, whatever the circumstances that brought them about, whether it was trauma or something that was transitory, we need to learn from those situations. It's all just lessons. We're all supposed to learn from all of this shit. And death is one of those things. Grief is one of the emotions that we're supposed to grow from. Learn more about ourselves in that moment of despair, Not about, woe is me, I'm so sad that this person isn't here anymore. They don't give a shit that you're sad. They don't give a shit that they're not here anymore. They're glad to be gone because they're in a better place. Why would they miss being here? And we're, we're dealing with a war right now. Who the fuck wants to be here for that shit? They don't give a shit, so why do you? Go through your grief process, whatever that is for you, but do not cause yourself additional suffering. Do not suffer through your grief process. You don't have to suffer. Nobody said that that was part of it. Go through your grief because you have to so you can grow, but do not suffer. That is the one thing that you're not supposed to do. Do not suffer. You don't have to. You don't have to. None of your ancestors or whomever you're grieving is telling you to suffer. They're not telling you to nail yourself to a damn cross. Oh, shit, someone died. So let me go ahead and hang my ass on this goddamn cross right here. Who the fuck does that? We already do that in life. Why are we going to do that over someone else's death? The only thing we need to be nailing on a damn cross are these things that we fucking hold on to that we don't need. Nail that shit up there. Let that shit die up there. Not our lives, ourselves, our happiness, our joy. That's what we nail up there. It's backwards to me. So yes, when I see people grieving and they're suffering and they're grieving, I can't understand why. I can't, I just, I can't, I can't figure it out. I mean, I know why, because that's where we are in this world. Well, where other people are in this world. I get it. I truly understand it, but I don't understand why people continue to do it. Because everyone knows what they're doing to themselves. People, you know that you're doing this to yourself. But why? Only you can answer that, and you have to answer it for yourself. You have to in order for you to heal. That's part of your healing process. And your self-love, if you give a shit about yourself enough, you'll want to know and figure it out and heal the right way and grieve in a responsible and healthy way. There is such a thing as unhealthy grieving, irresponsible grieving. I mean, we can take the example of a person that takes up drinking. Obviously, that's not a healthy way to grieve. A drink or two here, maybe a glass of wine or something. But if you turn into a stone cold alcoholic, you cannot function unless you have booze. If you're gonna be awake, and you have to deal with the death and loss of someone, and you have to have booze in order to be awake, that's a problem, clearly. That's what I'm talking about, things like that, or people who just really cannot get over their, whomever's death, they really cannot. They cannot function, they cry every five minutes, they just, now I miss that person so much, blah, 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 and just on the floor, and can't work, and just lay in the bed severely, severely depressed. That is not healthy, especially if it's five, ten years later. And that's the only thing that has caused you to be this way. You know you have not grieved responsibly and healthily for yourself. You have to get out of that. You have to work on that. I know some people will say, you know what, that's not true, or I'm gonna, I have to, I need to contest that in some way. Okay, whatever you need to say. But it is true. We are not meant to stay in these emotions. And our loved one, or whomever again that we lost, would not want us to. They are looking at you like, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with this wreck of a person? Who is this person? I don't know who this is, because when I was here, this wasn't that person. So they need to figure out how to heal from that. This isn't that person. I can't, like, I can't watch this person. So why would, like, why would they want to watch that? If it's a parent that you obviously loved or a grandparent, who, I, whoever the fuck the person was, whomever they were, do you really think they're looking at you like, oh my god, I miss you too? No, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Because they have the knowledge. They've ascended to that. They're in a, a world where everything is different. So they're looking at you like, what the fuck is this pathetic mess? This isn't what I taught this person. So it's going to hurt them to watch you doing that to yourself. To yourself. They aren't doing it to you. You're doing it to yourself. No one is doing it to you. You were doing it to yourself. So think of it in that perspective. From that Make that your purview. Do you want that person that loved you as much as you love them looking at you suffer like this? Do you think that's going to make them feel any better? Do you think that's going to make them miss you more? Do you think that's going to make them come back? No, nobody's going to watch that. I know if I die and somebody I really love is down here suffering like that, I'm not going to want to watch that i may come in and check every now and then and you know lay my hand on them or something like that to comfort them but i'm not staying for that shit i want to watch a bitch having a good motherfucking time living their lives traveling and maybe every now and then they on an island or something hey bitch this fucking mai tai is for you pour a little bit out on the white sands i'm there drinking with them we all having a good goddamn time that i'll stay for but i'm not gonna stay this ass yes, sobbing and heaving and throwing up and shit and dying in a bed and can't move. I don't wanna see that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Again, this may sound harsh, but it's true. It's reality, people are out there really fucked up. And all they're doing is going to see people that's just drugging them to make them even more of a zombie than they already are. That's not helping. It's not helping. They need coping mechanisms. They need to get out of that shit. They need something more specific. You go to see a perfect stranger, they're gonna give you whatever the fuck they learned in the textbook or whatever they saw work for other people. You aren't those other people, and you aren't definitely what the fuck is in those fucking textbooks that were written. Lord knows how fucking long ago. Again, it's up to you to get your shit together. Don't rely on anyone else. That's probably why you're so fucked up because you're relying on everything else everyone else instead of yourself what you were built with that everyone was built with god gave us a button that we can press where everything is okay it'll fix every fucking thing just one button we just have to find it within ourselves we all have it just press the fucking button we just sitting there staring at the button crying all over it shortening it out without tears instead of fucking pressing it press the fucking button it's not hard we make it hard so since we do that, we gotta suffer through it until we recognize that we have the power to change our own shit. We don't need anything else. We can do it ourselves. It's very easy. We just make it difficult. We give it excuses. We try to find every reason why we can't do something. We basically tell ourselves, hey, bitch, you're weak. We tell ourselves we're weak what but no uh-uh. i got the strength of a thousand motherfucking men inside of me and i'm going to do what the fuck it is that i need to do we need to start saying that to ourselves every day when something feels like it's gonna take us out no i'm stronger than that you're not gonna take me out i don't give a shit who you are what you are what you say what you do fuck you i'm still gonna fucking make it through and then you keep it fucking pushing that's what we need to do we need to be our own cheerleaders. Like, I feel like I'm repeating myself with a lot of different things, but people don't get it. Until more of the world gets it, I won't be as redundant as I am. Like I've said it in my book, I say it in all of my casts, and all of my casts are about different things, different subject matters. They all have the same damn foundation, all within ourselves. It's about our strength, and it's about love. Those two things are the foundations of every fucking problem that we have, if you haven't noticed. Go through on my podcast, I say the same shit. We need to find our strengths and maintain those strengths, grow and love everyone. And our lives will be easy as shit. But what do we do? Let's say it all together, kiddies. We make our own lives hard and then complain that life is difficult. That's what we do, people, and we need to stop today.